And we're live, and it's Game Changers with Vicki Abelson, and my guest today is my friend, Rosalind Kind. Hi, Rosy. Hi, Vicki. How you doing? How's my girlfriend from New York doing? <laughs> you <laughs> know, I did. Time we shot this shit. It was okay. <laughs> we schmooze. We schmooze. We schmooze. And I do feel like you're my girlfriend. You know, I just got Anson call. Anson Williams called a little while ago because I was thanking him for Anson's the one who nudged me to reach out to you. I was a little intimidated. And he said, we have to meet. He said, you two guys are going to you guys are going to love each other. You're going to love Rosie. You have to. And it's before the first time. That was before the first time. That's right. And if he's a doll. He's such a doll and it, and he, oh my God, he was so taken with you. He, he is, he loves you. Yeah, yeah he really does. <laughs> He's crazy about you. And I, and I really feel that we are girlfriends. I mean, we, we've hardly spent time together or anything, yeah. but I, but I feel like we are girlfriends. It, well, well the last time we really, you know, we connected and it was because we were from the same backgrounds and we were just, we didn't even know the camera was there. We were ignoring the camera. Remember? <laughs> Oh, we were. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I don't know. I don't think I took questions until like the last second. I think we asked a couple questions, <laughs> and it was just such a free flowing conversation. Yeah, and it was getting to know each other. And I have seen you in the real world. I saw you at was it? It was Rip Taylor's memorial, I think. Right. Right. I th I think I saw you there, and maybe at one other event. But you know, okay. So, Rosie, tell me. Because you're a COVID crazy a little bit like I am, right? I haven't been anywhere. Okay, I so been anywhere. I am I am a homebody. Once in a blue moon after I had my two shots, I met a friend or something outside to eat, but not every day. Right. You know, I'm getting tired of my own cooking. I'm, really, I'm just like, I am so, it's really gotten to me. You oh, know, I was God. able to handle it in the beginning because I am basically a homebody, you know? So uh, I'm fine being at home, but I started talking to the walls. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm saying to myself now, my God, Rosie, you're talking to yourself. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's terrible. You know, but when we're out in the world, like if I'm in the car mm -hmm. and I'm talking to myself, like people think I'm talking on the phone, so they don't care, you know? Yeah. I <laughs> don't know. You can get away with it now. I remember seeing you when you were online and with your car, getting your shot to oh get my your vaccine. God. Where did you get yours done? At Rite Aid. I got a Moderna. And I have Moderna too. It, and did you have side effects? Um, I had, you know, just pain in the area. And then a little bit, my um, tendons up and down the arm for a while. But that was it. And then I got a rash that didn't really, it didn't hurt. It didn't itch. It just was pink there for a while underneath where the uh, shot was. You know, I had that rash also, and it didn't show up for like the first four or five days. And then all of a sudden it was there and it was there for a couple of right. weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't notice it either. And when I did, I right away called my doctor. I sent him the picture. I said, do I have shingles? <laughs> right away, that's where my head went. And uh, did you get the shingles vaccines? No, I haven't done that yet. Okay, neither have I. I haven't gotten the pneumonia. It's like I'm gun no, shy. I haven't, from I, I haven't either. I'm usually, I'm a naturalist. I'm on vitamins. I take things for my, to keep my immune system up. I eat healthy, I eat fruits and vegetables and grains. And, and I just, I've never, you know, I never really had a flu shot. I don't get flu shots. I, I didn't either, but my doctor made me get it this year. Really? This I, last year. Yeah. I haven't gotten it. I'm still fighting it because I take this stuff that really, even when I had a bad cold, made, makes it a lot less. What? Tell us. We need to know. Am I allowed to do a commercial? 
Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not getting this paid stuff for is this. It's called Immunical, and it's by Immunical Research uh, from in Canada. And it's, it, it's the ingredients that builds up your glutathione, which is the most- Oh my God, I don't even know what glutathione is. What is, is that? It's the most important <laughs> antioxidant in your body that we are born with. And as we age, it depletes. I've been taking this stuff every day for got more, probably more than 12 years. You're kidding me. No, it's a powder and I yeah. put it in some, you know, flavored water ready in the morning. Right. Drink it down. Now I have it with my probiotic, my prebiotic. <laughs> it's like. But I want, I want to know everything you're taking, but now, okay. So you've been taking this. Do, do you order it online? How do you get this? Yeah, well, I did. I did order it online. And I think now there are people that sell it here. It's a big company. Oh, wow. But I, and, but that I, I believe in it because the first time I used to get, when I used to get a cold years ago, I would get so blocked. I thought I was going to die at night, not breathing. That's wow. how blocked I would get. And when I got my body acclimated uh, with the Immunical, when I've got a cold now, we like sniffles, constantly sniffing in, you know, but never that blockage. Okay. So what else do you take? Because I take so many supplements. People yell at me that I'm taking too many supplements. What, what else do you I'm take? I'm working now with a nutritionist. So, you know, it depends oh. on what's going on. So, I mean, I take something to get the toxins out of your liver, which is, uh, you know, like chlor chlorella and, um, oh God, I always forget the name of this one, but it's an important one. Should I take a look and go see? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So you're getting the toxins out of your liver. Spirulina, I'm gonna get and spirulina. And I take artichoke and I take biotin and I take vitamin D and I take CoQ10 uh, and, uh, and I take um, um, Selenica. Selen Selenic? It's I don't know what that is. For your whatever. I mean, I just, there's so, I take certain ones before in the morning. I take my, in the morning before I eat anything. And then after breakfast, I have to have a protein and then I take some of the others. And then in the afternoon with veggie juice or vegetable soup, I take the next bunch of them. I take curcumin. I take um, uh, artichoke. I take- what's, what's artichoke for? I've never heard of that before I as a supplement. It helps cleans out toxins and your liver and everything, you know, because we take so much in the air and everything we breathe. Right. It just kind of helps you keep Detoxify. That. Yeah. yeah. Do you take anything? I, I'm doing all about inflammation now. You just froze on me. Oh no, I think I'm still moving. Hello, Vicky. Can you hear me? I <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, no. I hear you, but you froze. <laughs> I'm here. I, I'm looking at us on Facebook. We're still moving. So I don't know what that is. Okay. So so do, do you take anything for inflammation? Because that's my latest thing is I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, I take something called Heal and Soothe. Okay. Uh, which has all the antioxidants and enzymes for like, you know, pains in your fingers or things or if you have anything, you know, I get cramps too. You know, as we go get older, it's like amazing what goes on. Right? Oh my God. So I take the heal and soothe and then, um, and I take curcumin in the afternoon. Curcumin, I don't even know food. about that. That's I like know about food. quercetin. I, it's not quercetin? I, no. No. Curcumin. It's one of the ingredients um, in um, turmeric. I take turmeric, yeah. but it's better than turmeric? Well, I, my, she's has me on it. My, the turmeric, I will add to my foods, turmeric and, you know, black Cinnam pepper, cinnamon, 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 Ceylon cinnamon, really good cinnamon. 
Uh-huh. The line orga- always organic, always organic, you know? I'm calling you on the side. I need, I need the whole break. Okay. All right. Maybe, yeah, I get them, to- I'll show them. <laughs> maybe I need to talk to your nutritionist is what I need to do. So what do you, how are you? I know you eat amazing. You've, you've been a healthy eater for years. So how have you, how have you eaten your way through this pandemic? Like, what are you doing? I've lost weight during the pandemic. Oh my God. You're killing me. But you're so disciplined anyway, though. You are. I never was as a kid. If you ask any of the kids I went to school with, I used to be the chubbette of life. And I don't mean the chubbette. I mean, you wouldn't even recognize me. Okay, so what stopped? What? How did that change? When did that change? What stopped that? The beginning of that was when I was 14 and I had an, an an aunt who was related to me through marriage. She wasn't my blood aunt. And she took me under her wing. She was in her 70s. And I was 14 and chubby. And, um, and she took me to a diet doctor. You know, really those things that you shouldn't do with the colored pills. Remember years ago? Right. I, I didn't take them, but I knew the blue, the yeah. little blue pill. And I lost 60 that. pounds in, <gasps> in four months. And then Wait, the next how night, old? How huh? old were you? 14. 14. And I went to my regular internist one day because I hurt my two pinkies playing basketball at school. And he walked past me because he didn't recognize me. And when he saw me and I told him what I was doing, he stopped it. I even called that doctor and told him, don't, you don't give that to a child. And I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then it was years of trying. He says, you eat less and you exercise more, you know? And then I've been to quacks, I did Atkins, I did, you know, up and down, it was the hardest thing. But did you change your eating when you were doing those pills? Yeah, I ate, yeah, I ate uh, very well. You know, not like I eat now. I okay, so how did eating. that come about? How did because I know you're really disciplined about your eating. When did that happen, and what made that happen? Just all of the years. Well, first of all, when I had my, I, you know, even when I was signed up with RCA, they they threatened not to put my second album out if I didn't lose weight because I was still like 140 pounds or whatever. And they weren't going to put it out if I didn't lose weight. Oh my God. So, I mean, I've, I went through so many things. I used to go to Elizabeth Arden three times a week when I was eight, 17 and do exercise and steam cabinet and massage and everything. But I didn't, it was when I moved out here, everything changed. This is a healthy, you know, in LA, it's like a healthier lifestyle. It's a healthier right. life. You become um, more aware of your body and everything. And I exercise like a fiend. And Okay, so um, what kind of exercise? What do you do for I, exercise? I worked out years ago. I worked out with Body Design by Gilda. Do you remember that one? I do remember that. And I did go to Richard Simmons room. <laughs> you know, Linda Apsey's on here and she's telling me to, to give you give her a shout out. And I know Linda worked out with Richard Simmons also. That's well, he's hysterical. hysterical. He used to go to his class. He'd have you down on your back with your legs like this. And he'd say, look at you. And you have the audacity to say, touch me in the morning to your husband. <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. But, you know, it's, it's still... <laughs> So that was another step, but I, you know, and I was just watching what I ate. You know, I went on different diets where I only had one meal a day or whatever. Now I just, I don't know. I, I thank God I love fruits and vegetables and, you know, and I don't eat so much meat anymore. You know, it's a little more fish, a little bit, but I tend to be even more vegan than I am meat and fish lately or chicken. 
So where are you getting your protein? Legumes, beans? Legumes and beans and quinoa and things like that. Is is quinoa protein? Yeah. It is? I didn't know that. It has protein in it, high protein. And um, what else do I do? I do lentils. I I have recipes from my um, nutritionist too. So I make my own lentil soup with red lentils and butternut squash and the cinnamon and the turmeric and, you know, the Indian spices. Um, I, I, you know, I just, what else do I do? I take just my vitamins. I, during the pandemic, I didn't go work out or anything. It stopped and I got myself a little bike, not a Peloton, but I got a bike <laughs> that I work out on. And um, now, I mean, I don't do it every day, which is bad. I don't do it every day, but um, when I do it, I try to do like 80 minutes and burn a thousand calories. 80 minutes you do? When I get on and I'm feeling really, you know, awake and stuff, even at night, if I'm watching TV, I'll ride the bike and uh, I try to get over a thousand calories now. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where the day, all my family, where my nephew always said, you don't eat enough. You don't eat. (laughs) I don't know know if it's because I take so many vitamins and you fill up, you know? But I think, no, it's like- Vitamins do not fill me up, Roz. Yeah, so no. Do you not have an appetite or, or, or are you I, being- It depends. Some days I'm really hungry and some days I'm not. But I just noticed that I'm so aware of what I'm putting in my mouth that if I don't have that and it's something else that I really want to stay away from, I'll put it off. Rather so, than something really fattening. Like I, even if I go for a, once in a blue moon, like a few weeks ago, I had a filet mignon. It was eight ounce, right? I sent half of it for my little four-legged Jason's puppy, Eli. He had wow. half because I can't finish that, but I eat the, I'll eat vegetables, I'll eat salad, I'll eat, you know? Um, and I love fruit. I love, I, it's crazy. I can't tell you, I, as a kid, I was a big meat eater. I could put away, you know, a really big steak. I can't even look at that anymore. Wow. And so... Do you order in or are you purely um, cooking? I did sometimes, but most of the times I'm ordering in. I I did Instacart and I did Whole Foods. Unfortunately, you don't always get the pick you want because I would have picked a a different piece of fruit. You know, I don't like the bruises and I like it. So it's, you know, it's crunchy. Right. You can't always get what you want. But we what could we do? That was what life was like. You know, it's just it's amazing. And how about now? Are you going to supermarkets now? I'm going now, double masked. Um, and just for everybody out there, in case you don't know, there's a great mask that's six layers called Evolve Together is the company. I got Evolve Did Together. You get it? And it has six layers. It to so. me, it feels flimsy. I like my KN95s that I got on Amazon better. They're thicker. I feel like my Evolve really? Together is too thick. It doesn't feel thick really? enough. It Which is almost. I got the one with the piece here and yeah. the K and I, yeah, to me, yeah, feels, you don't like that. I find it thick enough. I don't know. I wear really thick five that I had before, but when I go into the grocery, sometimes I only did that lately where I'm wearing it mostly by itself, but mostly if I go into the anywhere that's enclosed with, you know, to eat or whatever, um, I'll wear double double mask in the, in the grocery store or whatever. Have you eaten indoors in a restaurant? I haven't done that yet. Just twice. Oh, yes, actually, right. I have to. When they checked for your, that you were vaccinated and they, everybody, everything was separate. And actually, the trick is to go off hours. Right. 
Right. And have you felt, I did it twice because I had to, mm -hmm. I was with family and we couldn't, there right. were, but I didn't, I was, I didn't enjoy my meal. I was too anxious, even though we, but there was like not I another know. table. The first time we went out to dinner was, was it a year ago, Passover? Was it a year ago, Passover? Yeah. Was it a year ago that was, we had the, we got the first shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Uh, Cause I didn't have my booster till like nine months later. So um, yeah, the first Passover, we went out to eat and we're sitting outside, but I was right on the railing where people were walking by and Elliot and I were the only two vaccinated. Um, my nephew hadn't gotten vaccinated yet. And a couple of the friends at the table didn't get vaccinated yet. Wow. I was like, every time somebody passed by, my mask went on. I was, I, I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't, I didn't eat like a regular meal. I was like, so afraid to open my mouth. Yeah, I know. I, I, really I, I so relate to that. So, but I got really sick of cook. I never cooked as much as I cooked the first year and a half of the pandemic. I, I cooked every meal. Yeah. I did the Instacart thing. I hated the yeah. fruits and vegetables that were coming. <laughs> Everything was a mess. Right? I was throwing things away because they I were kept, gross. I kept putting in my notes, check the best buy on the label. <laughs> It should last at least two weeks. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I got, you know, we had that false sense of things getting better. Well, not a false. For a little while there, when we were double vaccinated, I was right. eating out at restaurants a lot outside, uh -huh. but doing that a lot. And it felt kind of normal again. And I wasn't cooking. Then mm -hmm. I went on Jenny Craig. I'm sure you've done crazy. I don't, I don't know if you've done that one, no, but I, everything... I it's horrible. Everything is chemical. It's all bad. It's all preservatives. And you know, yeah, I lost the weight, but it was, I don't want to eat that way. Yeah. So, but yeah, then I didn't, I didn't cook for like four or five months. I was just eating their food. Yeah. So now I'm at a place where I'm trying to do the Mediterranean, Mediterranean anti-inflammatory, which it sounds like you kind which of- is do what I'm doing. I'm on an anti-inflammatory diet. I have veggie soups with the with the certain spices, good water or, uh, or vegetables uh, broth base, or I, I use bone broth or whatever. And I, you know, the veggies, I have all different kinds of recipes that uh, my nutritionist gave me. Mm. And I mean, I used to cook, I, I cooked with my friend, you have, you met David one of the times we were- I love David, yes. We were cooking with each other over the phone. Cooking oh. the same soup. <laughs> I'm cutting the onions now. <laughs> Oh my God. But okay. So you've been doing this. So Omicron came. We, okay. Did you get back out in the world a little bit after Not the vaccine? Much. I still, I, I was, I didn't go to Anson's birthday party because I was, I was still afraid. I don't know who, what, where, and when, and if, you know, and I didn't, because I'm older and I, I, this is my, my, my career. And I didn't want anything getting into my lungs you know, or affecting my, I was really, you know, I, so I have not been indoors. I haven't been to the, uh, the museum because I don't, you know, until I'm assured, I really, I have not traveled. I have not been on a plane. I've only been mm -hmm. with people that I know are vaccinated. I haven't been in the studio that much either. And right now though, we are editing um, the video for the Kiss Her Now medley. Yay. Um, yeah. So hopefully that'll get out. I have other stuff that's waiting to be a video before I can put it out, but I haven't really been there. I start, I went twice after the first two shots 
but because of the masks and everything, and we're in a tiny space, mm. the mask was like drying me out. I couldn't, my cords weren't free. So yeah. we started on another number, but I haven't gone back yet. So were you socializing? Like I did go to Anson's, but it was outside. That's yeah, the only, and, it, and it's the only thing I've been to in two yeah. plus in two years. And he assured me, and he said to me, Rosie, if you don't go, so he wrote that he, that you'll come out on a weekend. I'll give you your section of the house. <laughs> He's such a sweetie pie. But I just, you know, the, I just went to my, uh, my nephews uh, in Santa Inez a few weeks ago for the first time since the pandemic began. Okay, well, I was going to ask you that. Okay, now why wouldn't you, like I've seen my kids, but they have to, they have to take a test. I take a test, everybody. Yeah, we don't force each other to do that. But, and he was out there more. He's out there a little more, very careful, but Uh out there more. And my family knows it's like, even when they came in, my family flew in from New York, New Jersey, you know, they have to get tested. And I'll eat outside with him, but it's just not right. the same. And, you know, it's like, and for, for a family thank- last Thanksgiving was the first time other than my sister's birthday, where we had, um, for her birthday, there was that clarity. We had the shots, but there were only people there that were always at home and had their vaccines. Right. You know? And so the same thing was for Thanksgiving. So you Thanksgiving know? you did inside? Yeah. And, yeah. But it was only people that, you know, close in the circle that we're all vaccinated and all stayed home. So have any people in your circle gotten COVID? Um, a friend of mine had it before there was the, she had a little something before the vaccinations came out. Um, she's okay now. I don't, nobody really close to me. Okay, Nobody that's a miracle. To me. But I have neighbors that I haven't seen in years. They, I barely see them come out of the apartments. Wow. You and know? so so what is a day like for you, Rosie? So be, do you go, will you go out for, will you go out for a walk? There are do times you- I went for a walk, um, you know, but uh, mostly I, I do the bike. Mostly I do the bike and I'm on my computer and, you know, things like that. I, um I've been watching movies like everybody has, right? And now we've got the screeners. I know of the screen, except I'm looking for something to binge. I have nothing to binge right now. I'm going crazy. What about I, the Gilded Age? I haven't started it. Do you like it? It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I, I saw Belfast the other night. I loved it. I liked it. Really? You didn't like it? The, I liked it. I did it. Charming. Like- the music really bothered me. It bothered me that they were using Van Morrison and it wasn't really? it, uh, of the right time. It bothered me. They were using music from the eighties in the sixties and I couldn't get past it. it really I disassociated. I like the fact that it was that because mm. it took away from the horror. That's it took true. Away, I mean, it's like, even with us, with the Holocaust, everything is a horror, you know, mm. like right now we're building a museum in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, not to focus on all the deaths, but all the contributions of Jews in every oh, area throughout the world. I love that. You know, another, um, it's, like, it's really important to, to see the, the brighter side. I kind of liked it. 
you know, because by the it, way, everybody is screaming about how gorgeous you look and how fat no I have to tell you, you I mean, like everybody, oh my God, Rossi looks amazing. Oh my God, Rossi is so gorgeous. I mean, like <laughs> everybody is just losing it. Uh -huh. And I have to tell you, because if you don't know, you need to know, I was telling you before we went live, but you really look amazing. I, it's, everybody says that to me. When I look in the mirror, I go fat. <laughs> no, 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 no. You look gorgeous. So what, so how are you doing? So no fresh air? What, what, how? I, I get some fresh air. I go to the market. <laughs> I go to the market. You go to the market. Sometimes I eat outside with a friend, you know, but mostly a lot of the people I know are being very careful. You know, I, I, I have been run in with some new people that moved into my building. And I don't know if this guy was a workman in the building, was a, was a contractor or whether he's one of the apartments. I mean, but his, he walked in with the mask underneath here and I'm walking out of my elevator. And I said, do you mind? Could you really just put your mask over your nose? Would it bother you that much? And they started laughing. And I said, it's not funny. He said, get a life. I said, I have one and I'd like to keep it. Good for you. Oh I mean, it's God. like, you know, where is the respect, the responsibility? We have elderly people in this building. I mean, you don't, you don't do that. You have to have a little decency. I, I, I do the mask thing yeah. with people. So, yeah. so have you had to go to the, like I've had a lot of health stuff during this yeah. time. Have you gone to doctors and dentists and done all that? I have. I always had to get tested. I had dental surgery the first year in uh, August. I had dental surgery. And I've been to doctor appointments, but they're always checked. And all the doctors that I go to, they space you and they're right. COVID free and everybody's masked and everything. So it's been okay. You know, you just, and, and I, what made me nervous was going up in the elevator with people that I didn't know. Right. That is what freaked me out. I walked upstairs in a number of medical buildings for the first year. I did. <laughs> Um, and they ushered me in at the, for a test because I was nervous. There's uh, one of the COVID crazies. That's what we call the the people who the, the people who shoot the shit with me or the COVID crazies. And one of our women, Marge, went for like a CT scan at the beginning of of the whole pandemic, and she got COVID. And she is still to this day having all kinds of heart issues because of COVID. Her and she had no heart, heart issues before. None, nothing. And she has been, yeah. She's been like taken down by it. I mean, she's a, she's a thriver and she's getting through it all. But I mean, it's been one thing after another for two years. Oh my God. It's and all, just from going to get a CT scan and sitting right. in a waiting room. And how many people were in the waiting room? A bunch of people and they all, and I think a whole bunch of them got COVID. It turned out the people that worked there had it and then they gave it to the people. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take back the fact that I didn't know anybody with COVID. My cousins, mm -hmm. they're doctors and they had to work through this and they had, they did go through, they had, were vaccinated, but they also had a babysitter that brought it into their child. But thank God they're okay. But I'm hearing horror stories about down the line what it's causing. The long hauler symptoms. Yeah. yeah. Very scary. So, okay. So your day, so, okay. Here's, here's my big question for the day. Yeah. Have you been more, have you, cause I'm struggling with this, so I need to hear your answer and I'm looking for guidance from Rosie. So have <laughs> you been, column, guidance from <laughs> guidance from have you been productive through this and are you because I got par I've been paralyzed the last I have been, yeah. No, I have not. Like I said, I didn't go to the studio. 
I didn't go to the studio. I'm not traveling. Are you able to write? Like, I haven't been writing. I haven't been doing ambition. I am not ambitious. I have not been doing ambition. All all that I'm doing is I'm engrossed in what's going on with our country as I was before Mm -hmm. and in the world. And that's where my head is at, you know, because I worry about our democracy and I Mm -hmm. worry about what's going on in Congress. And, you know, I was going to wear my shirt, you know, like fight for what you believe in, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. (laughs) Um, I I really, because I feel very strongly, you know, my music was dedicated to healing the world and save the country, save the country, light of love. I have one harvest for the world that isn't out yet. Um, And now I'm doing a couple of just love songs, but I, it just means so much to me. I, you know, I love this country and I don't want us to lose our democracy and I don't want it to go to people, to me, who are being misled mm-hmm. and poisoned, just like in the days of the, you know, the poisoning is like that time. Right. You know, the minorities, right. uh, you know, all the hatred that's going on, that worries me. So where did this start with you, Rosie? I know your sister's an activist, um, your, your nephew. How, where in your family did this start? I know your grandfather was a cantor, as mm-hmm. mine was. Um, was your mother an activist? No, my mother, but my mother was a hard worker. She worked in the school system. Um, and, she, um, and she was a fighter. She was a fighter. She was tough. But funny. <laughs> you like, know how funny she was. <laughs> uh, tough and it's tough. How? How so? Oh, she was very critical, and she wouldn't take like you know we're, we're shooting the shit right now. She wouldn't take that from anybody. You know, I mean, it's funny because I a few years ago before the pandemic, I had a reading with a medium, and oh, I want to hear about both, this. Both my mom and my grandmother came to her. And she said, my God, you've got strong women in your family. Wow. Strong women. And I never thought of myself as strong. Never. Are you kidding me? No, I never thought of myself as strong. Going Going through my mom's passing and caring for my mom and certain things that I did made me realize that I was stronger than I thought I was. But I never would have called me strong. And I'm indecisive a lot, you know, it's like, what do you think? What do you think? It's like, it's like I can't, some lately during COVID, it's like, I can't make up my mind. It's the weirdest thing. Well, I think that's, I think there's COVID. Rain? Re, I, I think, yeah, but I, yes, I think there's COVID related paralysis, COVID, yeah. COVID related illness, COVID adjacent. It's like, you don't have to get COVID to right. be under the muck here. Yeah. Yes. So if not from your mother, where, and you weren't an activist in the sixties, as I recall. It just took Donald Trump coming down an escalator. (laughs) That's all it took. I'm a New Yorker. You're a New Yorker. We know what he was. Right. So even when- I didn't know more as time went on. And I, that I had a fight against that. I did not want that. And look what he's done to this one, one man did. I mean, it was here, but he, he, um, he, he, he watered, the, he lit the match. He yes, lit he lit the match and yes, they all did. came from under the rocks. 
from everywhere. You know, we, at one point we said, well, let them come out. Then we know who we're fighting. I wish they'd go under the rocks again. We've got to get them to where they're running because the hatred and the violence and I mean, the people in Congress, excuse me? And, you know, I, I hate to say it, you know, because it's a lot of not only misinformation, but there are people that don't have, uh, have it on the wall here to know right from wrong and to know when something is good and something is bad. And sometimes I worry that because uh, the former president, you know, thought that any, he could do anything. And that's, mm -hmm. there are people out there that like that because they'll think they can get away with anything. Do, why do you think he's made of Tefl? Why do you think he's still gotten away with it? Why isn't he behind bars? Why, why no, is I this? I that every day of my life. Every day of my life during this time. It's like, why isn't he in prison? Why isn't he extradited to Russia? Let him live there. He loves it so much. Let him go. <laughs> you know, the whole bunch of them that, that want to create horror in this country. Let them go. We have people that have come here. We've always been an immigrant nation. We should welcome the differences. Growing up in Brooklyn, I welcomed the differences. I just got in contact again with one of my childhood friends. Who my, my sister was her babysitter. And then we worked in a family's Chinese restaurant, my sister. And I used to give lollipops out. And she's in Hawaii. And you know, and we just she just emailed me. I mean, she Facebooked me. I mean, it's like, you know, it was, we all, got along. We didn't pull each other apart. We had a Protestant church within walking distance, a Catholic church, the temple. I don't, I don't know how to dislike. I, I like differences. When I was a kid and I was online waiting to buy tickets for Hard Day's Night in downtown Brooklyn, I met a, a, you know, a Black young lady online and mm -hmm. we struck up a friendship waiting for the tickets and I invited her to my house. I mean, I just don't get it. Why can't you embrace the differences and learn to understand it and share, share and communicate? So what do we do about this, Rosie? So I know you were, you were taking a stand through your music and that was, that's how you were addressing yeah, yeah. it. That's what um, addressing it. And I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I give and, uh, and I talk to people, you know, what, where do you get your news? Where do you, uh, what's your news source? Your trusted um, news source? Emails from the trusted, you know, the, and I, I, I'm an MSNBCer, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, CBS and I read the news on my phone, you know, some of the news places. Um, I have, I get the times, I get the post. Um, but I, I just, you know, I because I have to be abreast. I have to be kept abreast of what's going on. I realized a couple of days I said I had to turn out because it's just too much. It's weighing so heavy. I still yeah. had that need because I had it on in the beginning, twenty four seven. So did I, but I'm not. See, I'm not doing that now. Are you still like a news I junkie? Still have it in the back. Yeah, I'll be in another room. It'll still be on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to know what's going down. You know, and I and I, I love I love my. I, I love who I love. I love Adam Schiff. <laughs> so do he went, I. He went to school with my girl, my friend. And so really? I've been to a lot of his fundraisers and uh, just, uh, I mean, I, he's such a good Tineshoma. I am so good. <laughs> I mean, what about Raskin? Fan. Is Raskin not incredible? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. 
we have so many good ones. And I, I understand there's good and bad on both sides, but it really weighs heavy, the bad on the other side. The Democrats to me, I'm sorry, they're more for the people. They are. Less you about know? the money. The right is all no. about the money. For and me, it's so. really, yeah, but it's really gotta be about the people. And I like, like I always said, I like people with heart. That's who I want around me. I don't, you don't have heart and you don't have any sensitivity and love in your, in, within you and kindness. I don't want to know you. We all have to have that. We all have to reach out and be, what does it take? What does being kind take? Does it cost you anything to be nice? I, I sit sometimes on the phone with people that I, you know, I'm talking to about whatever companies or whatever. And I have a nice conversation with the person. Oh my God, this was fun. Just thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, they lighten my life. I lighten theirs. What's, you know, what's wrong? Why do you have to be a miserable human being? Why can't you love? Why don't you let the light in? And it's hard to be a proactive in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it's yes. very trying and difficult so okay so rosie what does a day look like for you um because you're staying you're mostly home mostly so home. how and, and you're saying you're not being ambitious with your career i'm i'm, I'm I, I don't I want to put words in the, your mouth i haven't for the two years because there's nothing i can do i can't go to the studio i don't you know i i don't have a studio to work in right um i i don't want to be flying out of here not knowing i just you know i um could you go to the studio if just you're, you're I have plans that I'd like to get accomplished that I mentioned even during the pandemic, but I have to get it done. A lot of it requires my getting my recordings done. And so even if it was just you and your one person or two people. Yeah, but I don't want to go there, but yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I've done. I've uh, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. I, I have the same trepidation. So, okay. So you did finally go to, to Jason's house and spend yeah. time with him. What was that like when you finally. A nice couple of nights. We ate out. We had great food and uh, it was just a, a change from LA. Beautiful, great air, great stars in the sky. Oh, at night we saw the big dipper, the little dipper. So my little Eli, my four-legged nephew, mm -hmm. But isn't it amazing to be in the company with another human being after you go so long with, with oh, not, yeah. I mean, just to have another yeah. person to. Well, it was him. And then we had a, another friend along too. So we all, I mean, it was fun. And we walked in, we went to Salvang and, you know, we went to nice. uh, Dante Inez and we went to, we just went to the neighboring towns and had dinner, walked around. And it was just, it was nice, nice to get out a little bit. I haven't even been to a farmer's market. I haven't either. Yeah. So you, you got the booster. I got After it. you got the booster, did you have a sense of, okay, I can reemerge into the world a little bit? Did you reemerge well, into the world a little bit? Yeah, it's about the same as I was before, you know, with a friend having a lunch or something. Right. And did, did, because uh, um, Omicron sent me back into hiding and right. shut everything down again. Yeah. Um, do you feel, do you have any sense of hope now? Um, I always, I always have hope. I always have hope for the bright side, for better, for better times ahead. You just got to get all of the people that live on this earth in tune with it. <laughs> 
Because as long as there's those that are fighting against us becoming better, mm-hmm. it's hard. And that's what we're fighting against too, the closed-minded, you know, of what we need to do to get ahead, to move forward. And we've got to stop. Obviously, when you know, we get the questionnaires, which you do the surveys for your the politics, what come, what's, what's first to you? I look at that list and I said, no, all of the above. There isn't any one thing we can ignore. I totally agree. And how about with the pandemic? Do you think we're ever going to see an end to this? I mean, with all the variants and now we have the new one. You know what? I have no idea. I'm going to hope that they get less and less. Mm-hmm. I hate to think that we have to constantly take boosters because I, like you and I, we're not, we're not vaccine people on a normal day. <laughs> but um, I, I can only hope and pray that we will have it under control at some point. I just, I wish there was something I could do or that would wake people up, which make them think nobody's trying to put any kind of anything in their neck to identify them or to find them. They can find you on your phone, wherever you are. <laughs> you know? do you, do you, have you found like, I'll be talking to someone on the phone about something and I look down and I get the ads on my Facebook two seconds later of what I was just talking about. Has that happened to you? Oh, not when I was on the phone, only when I've done, like if, if I look on Instagram or something and I open up, oh, this looks interesting. If you, something. if you say the words out loud, I'm telling you, it'll show up on your Facebook or on your Instagram. It's crazy. It's really scary. Really? Um, uh, Tony's just, uh, oh, Tova's asking, what do you think about what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine? Horrified. Mm-hmm. I'm horrified. But I, you know, do I believe Putin? No. Hmm. I don't believe Putin. Actions speak louder than words. And I don't think he, in his head, he thinks he's a little man. You know, we're saying he all he has is the military. He doesn't have economy and all this and that. But there are other ways he can strike out. Russia's always been. I mean, we, you, you and I, we were there for the Cuban Missile Crisis when right. we were kids, right? That was probably one of the worst horrifying things that we went through. We didn't even go know what our parents went through: World War One, World War Two. But we went through Vietnam, and um, oh God, I'd, I'd like the day where. There is absolutely no war and people can still make money without there having to be a war. Because they always used to say they make war so they can make money. Right. Why? Why can't we make money while everybody's happy? Otherwise, let's barter. <laughs> I'm all let's for barter. barter. Get the money, let's barter. And we have to stop Citizens United. We gotta end it. The, the dark money is nishkit. <laughs> I love all the Yiddish. I love, I love it. And whether you understand Yiddish or not, it's very <laughs> like, it, it's, it's comprehensible. And so what do you think about this doping uh, with the Olympian athlete, with the skater who's going to be on again? It's happened once before, right? Where somebody was doped up with also Russian, right? I, I, I think Olympics. so. Yeah. But what do you think about this girl? She's, what is she, 15, 16 or something? She's, she should be taking drugs. Is this thing that's three that is three different things they gave her with her heart, but but the thing is, how do we blame her? I mean, you can't blame her. She doesn't know better. She's, she's a girl. The adults around her, and then you have to say, what about her parents? Well, Are I don't know if in Russia if the parents get much matter, of a voice. If they matter. God, that's horrifying, isn't it? I know it is horrifying. But do you think she should be allowed to compete, and she should be allowed to? Because they're not going to let anybody, they're not going to give her her award. She's going to get gold, they're saying. And, yeah. and then the other yeah. girls aren't going to get to take the podium. Um, That's not fair. It's not fair. 
not fair. No, it's not and fair. Some people say to me, what in, what in life is fair? There's nothing, you know, it's like, that's terrible. I would like all things to be fair. I would like everybody to be happy and have what they need without struggle. They're happy in what they do to work. They're happy families. There's love. There's kindness. I, you know, if we could get people together without judging and with coming with a universal love, we could have heaven right here on earth. Why do we have to wait till we go? You know? so you, okay, so now your mother was this strong woman, very opinionated. I'm guessing that you didn't get all this from her. Where did this come from in you? It came to me as an adult, as I'm living. I didn't have it as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was, it's part of my growth as a human being. And so where did the interest, like, I totally believe in mediums and all of that stuff. Where? A long time ago. When I was, when my life was, felt like it was falling apart. And I started, um, and I was very, always, always into getting my charts done and everything. But um, I was regressed in 1984. My marriage fell apart. Um, I wasn't, you know, my life just, I didn't know where it was going. And I was asking God, why am I here? You're giving me all these mixed messages. You make something happen, then you take it away. I, you know, I lose it. I get it. I, lose, I don't get it. I don't understand because my life has been up and down and side to side. I'm, I, you know, I haven't, um, I've grown as a human being though during that time. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what God meant for me to do. Not so much the success, major success, but to grow as a human being, to be a successful human being, be a successful person. But it happened, it started in 1984 when I went to get regressed to find out why I'm here. Why? And, and what did you find out when you got regressed? That I am here to heal. That um, I went back. Have you I done, have you done that in other lifetimes? Been a healer? Yes. Yep, and I worked with dolphins. I mean, she told me. I mean, wow. I, several people have told me that afterwards. Um, I had a life in Lemuria when, when I was regressed. That's the life I went back to. I didn't see my birth. I didn't see the canal. I just went straight back to one lifetime. And maybe that had to do with the question I wanted answered. And then at the end of the regret, I was like, my God, I'm a man. I was in a turban with pantaloons and sandals and a stone hut. And I was in a duel as a man over the love of my life with another man. And the woman, our, our beloved, is accidentally got killed in the middle of the duel. So all through these lifetimes, I have been searching for that love. Oh. And it turns out in my word associations from, from it, it was all about world, harmony, unity, universality, love. That's what it was about. So it's like, as much as I would love to have a significant other in my life, I have lovely friends and I, you know, but I don't, I really, it's been lonely. You know, you're alone in the house during this pandemic, you know, once in a blue moon, David is the only one I trusted in here because he also stayed home. You know? Right, right. And we watched the, the Academy Awards together. We, watched we sat across from each other. But, um, but basically, um, I think that was the first, eye-opening situation. And I started to read everything about life after death and psychic phenomena and um, life, different lifetimes. 
And I even talked to my rabbi, may he rest in peace, Alan Freeling, um, about it. And he said, who am I to say that it's not true? And I, you know, and I, I, I just feel that that was my, my big moment where I came into realizing that it's not so much the career, but it's what I do with my music. And the medium said to me, she was getting chills up the back of her neck because she was saying, you heal people with your voice. She had no idea who I was. There were 10 people being read. The first girl she read, she was telling her about a watch that her brother gave her. And the girl was crying because she didn't know the brother died. You know, wow. and, and it was like, and then she came to me. She goes to the, whatever the spirit, whatever spirit wants to talk the loudest, right? You were like at a seance kind of table? Or? No, we were 10 people wanting to get read in a room, only first names. A friend of mine brought me there. Was it like a party or something? No, it was like a couple of hours, 10 people that didn't know. Well, I knew my friend and my friend knew this other girl, but we didn't know anybody else. Wow, yeah. And you know, and so she said certain things. So you wanted to see her again on your own, right? But that's my, she said my mother and my grandmother came through and she, but she said that the hair on her neck, she was getting the chills. You heal with your voice. And she said, and she, she said to me, you have so many more people to, you've touched many lives. You have so many more. <gasps> wow. How long ago was this? 84? Oh was this God. in 84? No, that no. 84 was the regression. And then I started reading. Even when I was on the road, I read all the books that I could, Arthur Freed's book and this one's book and Seth and everything, all these people. And I could always tell when somebody was channeling something and it wasn't real. But how so? Just, just, a, you know, just a feeling? Just the way they, just the way they talked. I and mean, it's like when you ask them a question, they say, well, you should know. <laughs> really? That's why we're here. <laughs> Yeah. Like, but yeah, that was my big awakening. And I wow. said, you know, it's not so much about how much I make in this industry or how much I'm out. It's what I do with the quality of time and my voice. Wow. You know? Okay. And so let's talk about your voice. Let's talk about when, okay. So you come from this family were you singing out of the box? Were you singing out of the womb? Were you, were you? Oh, we all did. Yeah, we sang at home. I mean, you know, nothing serious. I did a couple of things in school, but I was very shy. I was so shy as a kid and I was overweight and shy. You know, you get called fatso. I mean, I'm not, you know, I did. I got called fatso. And, um, and that hurts your feel. You know, you go through all that insecurity growing oh my up. God. And I was very shy. And when I even thought, and I used to sing in front of the mirror a lot. I would you know, play cast albums or movie albums and I would create ballets to like Exodus music, you know? And I, and I would sing with albums and I would be the guy and the girl and everything and act them out. And sometimes my mother would come home and she, she would go in front of me. She would like get in front of me in the mirror and she would go <laughs> to block me out. Did your mother have a good voice? Oh, gorgeous. That's where we get it from. She wow. was, she was the soprano. Wow. Total soprano. Then my sister is the closest to her. And then I come down lower in the register. But, um, and your brother, your brother didn't sing. No, my brother didn't sing, but he was a, a an artist. So he went to Pratt. He graduated from Pratt Institute and he had his own advertising agency in New York. Wow. Wow. And then he got out of that and he was in big mega real estate. That's how I know about Trump too. 
Wow. You know, I know how people feel about him and his industry, but, um, you know. So, so you were shy, you were singing at home. Did you take lessons? I, you know, I went for a little bit when I was in the business already. And I went to a guy named, um, oh God, at, at Carnegie Hall, um, Carlo Minotti, because they said, you know, to learn to breathe. He gave me more of a sore throat than I gave myself. <laughs> oh, God. I quit. And breathing developed just by singing, you know? And so I know that your professional career happened very young in high school. I know you cut your first record. How did that happen? Well, I was, um, I was doing demonstration records for my sister's publishing firm. So... Um, guy that was uh, in charge of the publishing firm who later became my first manager, asked me if I wanted a career. Now you have to, I was still overweight at this time and stuff. Anyway, we started um, auditioning for people and I auditioned for RCA and I, uh, I auditioned for backers and all this kind of stuff. It was a very different business. You had to get money to back you to get you out there. Different uh -huh. business. Uh -huh. And um, and I, we, 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 we had back, we found backers. And so I was able to get clothes and get arrangements. This, you have to pay this back. This is just, you know, whatever. Right. It you off. But um, it gave me the tools to go out there. And then I got my deal, Harry Jenkins at RCA, who was the same guy that signed Elvis Presley to the label, signed me to the label. And on my graduation day from Julia Richmond, I... Uh, 12 noon, I sang, walking down the aisle to Pomp and Circumstance at 9 a.m. 12 noon, I was at RCA Studio B. Wow. New York City. That's wow. How that happened. And so did you not ask for help from your sister? Did you, yeah. you weren't going to do it that way? No, I needed to be my own person. And, you know, and I mean, if I wanted to ask her for some, you know, in some way of a, but you, you know, it's hard enough. And I, you don't want her, what she sees to be you. Right. And my thing was how different can I be? I didn't think of myself as being like my sister. Other people came at me, oh, you sound so, she sounds so much like her, oh, she's this. That's my genes, honey. Like there's certain things I can't get away from. <laughs> but my approach in so many ways is different. Although we are related. Of course. Of course, you know, and certain you can't get away from certain things. And so exciting things were happening. You did the Ed Sullivan show, which had to be crazy. Yeah, especially on the day of the big blizzard, everybody was stuck at home, and those that were stuck in the subway missed it. Oh, <laughs> I had to walk to the Fifty Second Street Theater at Sullivan Theater in the blizzard to get there. Oh so my God! What did it do to your hair? Well, they had, my, my hair didn't get done till I got to the studio. They oh. had makeup and hair and all that kind of stuff. And I, and wow. I did my first live show, February 9th, 1969. And then I went in on the 10th to tape one that they showed later. And then the next day we flew out to San Francisco and I opened at the Hungry Eye in San Francisco in Girardelli Square. That was and so... I, how much did that change your life having done Ed Sullivan? I would imagine that Ed Sullivan, huge deal that were you getting recognized on the street and stuff? Oh yeah. Well, in San Francisco, well, the first place I got recognized in San Francisco in a coffee shop, the waitress goes, 
aren't you? Aren't you that? Aren't you that Roseland Klein, that Barbara Streisand sister? Roseland Klein. Roseland Klein. Roseland. You remember Roseland in New York? Yes. <laughs> to this day, people sometimes don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> well, I still. We talked about this last time, but I still love Rosie. I, I you love. Do. I would like to see it just Rosie. Me too. You don't need a last name. You're Rosie. No. And I, that's who I feel like. When somebody says Rosalind, I feel like they're mad at me. <laughs> or if they say, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rosalind, I feel like I'm an old bag. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I'm just, I'm, I'm friendly. I think, you know. You are. You are friendly. You're friendly. I'm a rotten person, then I don't want to be but unless I can turn you over and make you better, but you can't, you know, you can't really rule other people. You can only do for you. And hopefully maybe who you are as a person will reflect on somebody else and they'll like what they see and they'll want to emulate. Absolutely. So it's about, it's about, um, it's, it's about you living your being on your path and yeah. teaching through I can't think of the word. Um, I am, so I totally can't think of the word, but by example, you're leading by example. Yeah. Yes. And so, okay. So I was watching today and I saw, again, I went on Twitter to, to make sure I had your handle right. And I saw the nanny clip. How fun was that to do that? That was a lot of fun. Had a oh lot my of God. fun. Show. So yeah. adorable that that you know, they, they, they use they 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 used a trailer a teaser before that was shown and people thought it was my sister that was going to be on because they only showed the back. <laughs> it was so funny. So what was it like when you finally took to the stage with with Barbara and you Incredible. guys did the world? You know, because as a kid, I used to harmonize with my sister. She taught me how to harmonize, although I'm terrible at it. I really don't like. Really, I, I hate. Yeah. I'm terrible at harmony, um, but I, it was incredible. We, I always wanted that, but people said, why don't, why don't? And I said, when I'm at a certain place in life, it'll happen. I've got to earn my, my stripes, you know? Nobody can hand you anything. When I was starting out and I was already out there and I did it, Sullivan, I, I um, and we just got clips from it. Somebody found clips from the Osnivore special that I did in France oh, in wow. 1969. And um, when I was going there to do Osnivore, it was a special with Dusty Springfield and I in, wow. in, the, in, the, in the, you know, in the south of France and um, at the beach at Saint-Tropez and, Provence and all this up everywhere. I have to try and put that together, maybe put that up somewhere. Oh, God, um, yes. It's so fun seeing it again. Um, but they wanted me in Paris at the Olympia. And I said, no, they don't want me. They want my sister's sister. Because I was not ready for a place like the Olympia. I hadn't had enough experience to, you know what I mean? It was like, eh, taking advantage of the PR or something. No, I knew that I wasn't ready for that. So I was very careful. How wise. You know, I didn't want to jump into anything that could be a big mistake. 
Wow. You, have to grow, you grow into it because I'm still learning. I was still, sometimes I picked up the first time I picked up a mic, it was like I was shaking, you know, until you get your feelers. And then now, then I got, you know, I did double entendres in my later years. I did all kinds of, it's very, you know, it's a different performer. And you get older, you get mature, you have more experience behind you. And that's with all the mishaps that happen along the way when you have musicians who can't read music, who don't, you know, who don't know how to play your music and stuff like, and you have to still do a show. These are wow. all places to learn, levels of learning, you know? Wow. How, how, how was it stepping onto a Broadway stage for the first time uh, and doing Broadway? What was that like? I um, it was kind of exciting. Kind of? Kind of? Yeah, kind of exciting. Broadway and uh, the first time I did television, I was signed to ABC Paramount. And, you know, I, you know, Joyce Selznick, may she rest in peace, said to me, Rosie, you may never have to play another night in the club as long as you live. I said, what? She said, and I was stealing the scene that I was working with these two guys because they had been working on it all week. She said, oh, get, guys, get it up. Rosie's, Rosie's stealing it from you. Wow. And, you know, so I knew I had a knack, but I still didn't totally feel secure in it, you know? Um, but I, I did, I did take to it. I did, I loved it. I loved actually television a lot because um, I actually, from my, the first day of working on it um, till the tape day, I lost two clothing sizes <laughs> because my adrenaline was just so up there. Wow. You know, um, so yeah. But um, it's all wonderful. It's all wonderful. I like the one-on-one -on -one with my audience. I like the one-on-one. -on -one. I like to look in people's eyes, ones I can see. And I can always tell if somebody's not happy. And I kind of, you know, if somebody's like in a strange mood or whatever, and I try to work towards them more. Wow. Bit. That's, I guess that's part of the healer. Sounds like it. What sign are you, Rosie? Capricorn with a Pisces rising and an Aquarian moon. I'm thinking it's the Aquarian part of you, the Pisces too, because Capricorn is pretty ambitious. That doesn't strike me as the healer. I'm not your normal Capricorn. I was told that a couple of years ago on my last, you know, I'm not your normal. It's very, you have a very different chart, even where my Mars is and my Mercury. It's very different. And she said, and it's a very difficult path you've chosen in this lifetime. Wow. So not many people could work this path, she said to me. So how do you see this playing out? Uh, let's say pandemic aside that we're finally going to get out of this thing before too long. What would be your ideal path from here? If, if you had your druthers, if you could choose your future, what would it be? Oh God, I always wanted a television series. I don't care if I'm the second banana, but I would love a television series. Um, I like- Is, is it, it drama? Is it comedy? Is it dramedy? What is it's it? So, it's so funny because everybody liked my comedy. I remember trying out for soap operas and the guy that was, what was that guy's name that used to book all the soap operas years ago? He was an older guy. I can't remember his name now. I think he's gone. And he said to me, Roz, why do you want to do soap operas? You're so good at comedy. I said, mm -hmm. my drama. <laughs> My drama. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And so, I mean, it was like so funny, you know, how people, other people see you. You may see yourself one way, they don't see you another. And some people don't get it at all. You know, they and is that, do you see it. yourself as a dramatic actress? Is that what you would choose? I, well, I, I did do a, you know what? Um, Milton Katselis told me, wanted me to do Antigone. Wow, I could see that. He wanted me to do Antigone. So, you know, you win, you know, you just go through life. It's just whatever the next door is that opens or whatever. And sometimes there's a lull and sometimes you're not sure. And sometimes trusting is a big thing too. Trusting who you're working with, who they are, you know? A lot of times people are in with the wrong people. Um, I, you know, there's been roads that have taken me into different paths that weren't right. And I had to, you know, realize to come out of it. And I've always been the one that took myself out of it when I realized it wasn't right. And are you okay with the day-to-day -day now as it is? What if this, this pandemic were to go on for another year or two? Are you okay doing no, what I'd you're probably, doing? No, I'd probably go crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, I have to break out. I have to do, because there are times, you know, in all honesty, there are days I'm up and there are days I'm a little depressed, you know? And what do you do for that, Roz? I like connection. I like connection. And there are days where um, even the people I'm closest to, I don't hear from on a daily basis. You know, everybody's got their life. Right. And, um, and that, you know, and not having a significant other made a difference, you know? Um, Is that something you'd like? I don't future? know. You know what? Yes and no. I don't know at this stage. I know that, you know, one of the dreams I had when I was in Vegas and, uh, and I met all the musicians, that some of them played for me that played for Elvis. And I, they, they wow. said that what they loved about working for Elvis is that it was always a, a happening. And I said to myself, because of the healing and all that kind of stuff, I said, that's what I would like to be on a mountaintop, not like Jesus, but, you know, <laughs> singing. And it's not Rozzy that brings them to the mountain. It's the feeling, the message, you know, the resounding wow. to, to, to the light. That would be what's bringing them. In other words, the universe working through me, not me, wow. you know, but, and to be able to garner that, that would be a major healing. For all of us, because it helped, you know, it makes me very happy. I love that. You have such a beautiful soul. Um, so, the okay, so here we are, and it's February, and we don't know when this is going to stop. I mean, are you okay today? Are you okay next week doing this as it is? Is there anything you'd like to change now? I mean, like I reached out to Anson because I said, I can't take it anymore. I have mm -hmm. no ambition, I have no draw. I'm like, I feel like I'm just. What did Anson tell you? He told me to first. He told me to get off my ass and get. Moved. He said, "All right," and he started ordering commands at me. And then he said, "You know what? Just wait for it. If you don't know the answer, just relax and just relax and wait for it." Which part of me thinks that's the answer is just to wait mm -hmm. till it comes because it always comes. But it just feels like it's taking a really long time this time. 
yeah. that I'm having a really hard time figuring out what I want to do next. Has everything oh. gone very smoothly most of your life until now, until this pandemic? No. <laughs> Have you had waiting points during that time in your life? So many, so you many. Do. Maybe that's why I'm acclimated because it's been throughout my life, start and stop. Sometimes yes. I think like I'm always auditioning again. It's like, where's the next step? I deserve the next step, but I keep having to re-audition. Why? This is, this is the story of my life. It's, <laughs> I was just sitting there and I was watching how a handful of, my, of people that I know yeah. have scored some really big deals in the last yeah. week or two. And I sat there and I'm happy for them. Congratulate. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what rock am I under that? I like, know. I'm not, nothing can happen to me because I'm not, but it's like, how is this happening for people in the middle of the pandemic? I don't really understand, but. I don't know. They wanted me to come to Palm Springs this. And I said, I can't, I'm just still COVID. I don't trust it. I don't, oh, you, you, they need you on that bill. I said, I can't, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to do that, to make that step. I get it. I get you know, it. God forbid. And actually, when my, my rabbi's uh, memorial was um, a few months ago, and that um, was actually the, the day I had my booster, I met with his wife. She was in for the, for the memorial. And, and I said, well, maybe I feel brave enough. Maybe I feel brave enough to come, to come because I, I did a piece. They used my song over the pictures of his life, and I did a piece on, on Zoom. I did a tribute to him. Uh-huh. And, um, and I said, maybe I, you know, I think I'm going to come. I'm going to try and come. But, you know, it's, because it was going to be in the sanctuary. It's big enough. Not that many people as a sanctuary is big would be there. And then when I told her that, that night that I'm going to come, she says, Rosie, do me a favor. Don't come. She says, you have stayed so careful and been so cautious this whole time. I don't know who's coming, who's flying in, who, where they've been. I would feel horrible if you came down with something because you came. Yeah, I don't think I could have gone to the thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And lovely that she gave you that permission to be okay with that. And she said it, she told the people that. She told them there at the, that I wanted to be there, but she told me not to come. So you've seen Jason. Have you seen Elliot? Have you seen Barbara? Yes. Have you? Yes. 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 So in that you feel safe. Because we're all, yeah. I mean, Jason is, I think I would say was out in this world. Like he'll even say to me, I'm out there a little more than, you know, when you right. were he had more people that he was around because he did a video and he did, you know, he did, uh, but, um, but I don't think he would not come by me if he was, you know, he gets tested every so often when he wants right. So, and everybody else that, that I'm around. Is, is Elliot like, is, has he been doing the home, I'm home alone, I'm not? Well, he's, he, he's not totally alone, but you know, he's, uh, he's mostly home. I mean, mm -hmm. I think everybody's been staying mostly in their element, mm -hmm. you know? Has Barbara not been working through this? Well, yeah, but what she does, she can do from the house. She doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You, know, like you can't just walk in there, no. No, she's been very careful. Well, maybe, Rosie, we can do a lunch outside, six feet apart at a really big table. <laughs> oh, like, uh, like uh, uh, Macron and Putin? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. 
kind of like that. And we, and, and you can show me how to eat. I want to see all the supplements. I want to know who the nutritionist you bring is. Yours and I'll bring mine. Mine, mine are not as healthy as yours. And if you I, want I, to know the nutritionist, we'll talk. I'll give you. We, we have to talk because I want to know the nutrition. I love you so much. And I and I'm sorry that we haven't been more focused on career and stuff, but mm -hmm. I really wanted your perspective on life right now. And I think and it all goes to it all fits with you as the healer, because I feel a world of better than I did when we started an hour ago. Aww. And uh, it's so it's always wonderful to be in your company. And you you could not look more gorgeous. If you try, you absolutely have a glow. You're you look you look 25. I have you, 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 you look like a little girl. You your skin is absolutely flawless. Your hair looks fantastic. You look gorgeous. This is what happens when I don't dry it. I love it. And I never, I had ringlets as a baby. I was like, what, what did we they? Uh, what did they say? Toe head when you couldn't see <laughs> was so blonde. and I had ringlets and then I had straight hair and the first haircut my mother gave me, I started to get wavy hair. So I always have to do it with a dryer and pull it, but I don't know how to do it well. And during this time, aside from the fact that how many years we didn't go and have our nails done, and we didn't go to the hairdresser and it was growing out from here, <laughs> right? And my, my hairdresser said to me, Roz, don't use the hairdryer, let your hair- All right, now, wait a minute. What have you done about the color? How you haven't gone to the hairdresser? I, no, I, I have been to the hairdresser because I've done things on Zoom. Right. But there, where I go, it's very safe and there you have to be vaccinated. You had to always wear a mask. They had the, the plexiglass between every station and only maybe three or four people in a big place right working and the door is always open to outside and so i did go get my my little color touch up and my trim but um yeah i mean we have to have we have i mean we all have our priorities my my hairdresser did she got covid it was before i saw her she she didn't even know and she had oh, to get God. tested because she had to go to my sister that's her hairdresser and and she couldn't get you know so she had the the color the monoclonal antibodies and all that kind of stuff. She went through that whole thing and then she finally got inoculated. She didn't feel anything. She had no symptoms, nothing. She really? If she didn't get tested. Wow. So um, thank God she's okay because I got to go again. But <laughs> a little bit growing out here. But she's the one fabulous. that said to me, let your hair heal. Don't use the blow dryer. So the you mean you don't even like scrunchy blow dry it? You do nothing? No, I just, I can scrunch it and make it a little bit, but it, with, without scrunching, it does this. What wow. used to make me crazy is when I wanted it straight and it would go in every which direction, not the one I wanted. <laughs> well, it's perfect. It's perfection. Let it go. Never use a blow dryer again. It's gorgeous on you. It is. I love you so much. I thank I you, you so much for doing this. My pleasure. Anytime. You know, the Any I know. And I always say, I'm going to call you and I don't, but I'm calling you. We're going to go. I want to, I want to have lunch. I want to have lunch like girls outside yeah. where it's safe, eating something healthy. Ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch. I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much Thank for making mine special. Thank you for inviting me in today. Absolutely. Bye.